Shout out my girl Marissa for keeping a nigga fresh, you dig? I'm shouting out Marissa Mendez right now. She knew me for like 10 years. And Marissa, yeah, she was right on the money. Marissa, Marissa Mendez is here. Oh, oh shit. Damn. Marissa. This is Marissa right here. This is the reason why I'm flyer than all you niggas. <laughs> Thanks, too. You understand? This is my dude. This is Marissa, man. It's Taylor Gang and Don. We don't even got to say shit because Marissa explains it all. And you do know that. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Marissa Explains It All. I am the hostess with the mostest, Marissa Mendez. Joyce is back from New Orleans. New Orleans. Does New Orleans. say New Orleans? New yeah, Orleans. Yeah, they do. Um, Prime is in the building on the boards, all of the boards, because Ariella, who usually does the main boards, is... What is she doing today? Aww. She just asserted that she wasn't going to be yeah, there. Yeah, she, she, really, she was pretty like, aggressive about it, too. <laughs> <laughs> she probably has something more fun to do. Um, and then I guess we'll introduce you when, you're, when you come on. No, let's okay. introduce her okay. now. Yeah, okay, so we have a special guest. Her name is Luck. Yo. <laughs> so she's been, we're going to talk to her later in the show about her music and everything like that. And But first we're going to recap hot. all of the shit from last week. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my goodness. So many things. So many things. Catch me up. First of all, thank you guys so fucking much. I, ha- I, I literally can't keep up with all the feedback that I've gotten. Like... And it's not just like good episode or something like that or hang in there, sis. It's like paragraphs. My entire Twitter and like people aren't even tagging me, but I'm just seeing it. It's just people talking about last week's episode. In a nutshell, look, um, I was dating a guy for seven weeks and he like obsessively chased after me and then essentially disappeared. Mm. And it was on Valentine's Day that he disappeared, and it was in the most like no, dramatic. God, please no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect commentator. It was the most dramatic like situation, and I I've been really sad about it. We're two weeks removed, and mm. um, the I guess the update first for all of you because everyone's been asking. No, he has not reached out. I have not spoken to him at all. So the last point of contact was exactly two weeks ago now valentine's day Did, is he unblocked can he contact you he if you tried he can wow and i don't know if that's healthy or not healthy how about no but <laughs> so you take that as a no thanks prime um but he is the 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 hotline's open and i hope he doesn't because i don't know what would happen with that situation but i I don't know. I don't I don't think he's ever going to contact me. Everyone's like, oh, he's going to reach out. I don't think he will. I think um, my my story, if nothing else, like my Instagram story, because I keep like sharing all the feedback, like has deterred him. from. If I was, I wouldn't like it. It's basically like a bash session, (laughs) like every single you have basically the whole world because it's people from ireland and london too it's not just like us over here people from the whole world with comments like he's a psycho he's a narcissist he's a stalker he's a fuck boy he's an idiot he sounds dumb he's that like at one point i actually started fucking feeling bad because like you thought it was od yeah and i a second yeah a millisecond and and like again this is not about him this is about me but i just didn't it almost felt overkill like at that point i was just like trying to kick a dead horse or something but it really i was sharing it one just because it's like thank you guys for sharing all this feedback i want everyone to see that but 
I mean, like, if you have an opportunity, fucking run with it. Obviously, like, this episode was really big, which I so didn't think it was going to be like that either. But it was really big. You know, it's self-promotion, too. Like, because I know a lot of people that follow me that I'm friends with don't really listen to my podcast. And even so many of them were reaching out. And then even just people in general reaching out. It's my first time listening to your podcast. And and I know it's because they kept seeing everyone else saying something. And they're mm. like, oh, this shit got to be motherfucking crazy and so yeah and i'm gonna keep sharing it i have so much more I tr- i'm trying not to like have a super obnoxious story that has like 80 different things that you got to swipe through so i'm trying to share i mean it, like, it it is a big story and it is it's our the most popular episode we ever have. ever and it's the most relatable i think you know yeah it's it's yeah we've been on we've been doing this two and a half years Never have I gotten that much personal, right? Yeah, yeah, like and that much fucking feedback from it. Like, you know, and I've cried on the show and stuff, but I've never really like given a full play by play of any situation. I also, as Marissa's friend who heard this, who watched the whole thing play out from the beginning, listening to it back, I was like, oh shit. Like, there were so many things that I didn't realize. Carol, too. Because she really, Marissa, like, did it really well. Like, you put out, like, the whole story from, like, front to beginning with, I mean, from front to ends, front to beginning, what the fuck? Um, with, like, all the details and, like, Listening to it back, I was like, oh, shit. Like, this is a mother, like, creepy motherfucker from the jump. And, like, I didn't even see it. <laughs> you're the only one. I No, actually, no, you're not the only one. But I, a few people, you're one of a, a small pool of people that said that was creepy. I didn't, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but I. It's creepy. It's like, okay, for example, like, my friend went on a date last week, and it was her second date with the guy, and he bought her a dress. If she wasn't interested in him, it would have been really creepy. But she was like, oh, my God, like, that's so cool. And then, like, the my other coworkers were like, that shit is weird. Yeah, I mean, like, that is he, What, weird. he wants to see you in a dress? But she was like, no, like, our first date was so nice. Like, he's so sweet. But So it's, like, the same thing. Yeah. Like, it felt like he was doing too much. Like, basically, he pulled up on her, and they'd never met and, like, bought her a candle. No, right. we met oh, before that. A couple of times. In 2016, we met. Right. And then we saw each other at ComplexCon, which is how he got the phone number. And then he beasted for two months and then finally found an opportunity to see me for one second and pulled up and bought the candle. But because he didn't steal that moment to just sit and hang out with me, that's how he like... Got his in. Yeah. That's how he won points with you. Exactly. Because it was like, you've been very thirsty, but you're not like the thirstiest human on the planet. You just legitimately want to see me. And that move was what made it like... Because up until that point, I really just thought he was thirsty to fuck. Like so many other people and then him doing that i was like oh i mean if he was thirsty to fuck you'd be thirsty to like sit around me no you know so that's how he won i don't know if he knew he might have known what he was doing with that moment too like drop the mic walk away do this and <laughs> do that shit i don't know but <sighs> the whole thing taught me a couple things the feedback was so intense is so intense that it was like, you know, as I've pursued this career as a public figure and and I want to act and I want to do all these things and I've always since a kid wanted to be famous and all this stuff, it's like a reminder, like kind of just like a, a little window into like what that world entails, really, like people dissecting your personal life. And, and I mean, obviously I put that out there for them to dissect and that's not what I'm saying, but it's like, at the end of a Tuesday, I'm going to bed and I'm I'm 
you know, I'm in my head again and I finally start to feel a little better. Like, you know what? It's okay. Mm. I'm getting past it. And then I open up Twitter or Instagram and, and I have, talking about and it. I have some, exactly. And then I have someone with a new message like, well, what do you think? He probably had a girlfriend and something, something, something. And then it, then it puts my mind in a whole other place. And I wasn't even thinking about that. And mm. regardless of the situation, it's over now. So it shouldn't really matter, but it's like, I didn't wrap my head around that one. So now it's like a whole different healing that I have to go. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it makes you start thinking about it again. And it made me really realize like for celebrity beefs, for example, like I get it now how, even though to the outside, to all of us, it just sounds so stupid and petty. And it's like, why are they still going at each other? Like it's, just stop but when everybody else is keeps on talking yes. about it like, and like if you're Nicki Minaj and you are trying to you know you maybe already felt a little <laughs> jealous of Cardi and stuff but you're trying to be like good about it and you're trying to get over it and you're trying to be cool and then you open up Twitter and Cardi Barty gang is there like or the barbs are like Nick um Cardi was definitely dissing you on this song like this is this is my theory. Look at this, you know, and then it's like you're going to start thinking about it again. And you, someone plants that seed in your brain. Yeah. And even though, you know, it may not even be right, it's going to grow and grow. And you're going to just fucking keep hating the person and keep beefing with the person like it really. It never dies. You just keep really like reliving that. Yeah, moment. Right? it really yeah. opened my victim. Or do you want to be the gangster? <laughs> <laughs> The gangster and, is the gangster. And I got so much, but but overall though, the feedback was just so pop. I literally only got one negative comment. One out of And all. I didn't understand it. Is it the same dude? The yeah, one it's that the one that like, you hit that he basically was like, You treated him like shit for uh, the whole first hour of the episode. I would have did the same shit. Like first of all, stupid. Like it's not like I gave him my number under the guise of like we're going to go on a date. No, I gave you my number so that you could put your artist on my show, which I meant to say too, like that's some, I don't think he ever had intentions of putting his artist on my fucking show. Cause it still hasn't fucking, I mean, it's not going to happen now, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I gave nope. you that number. It's almost like his fault for abusing that or whatever. And then the guy, then I actually got an email from someone that always gives me pretty good feedback. And he kind of echoed the same sentiments. He sent it last night. And it's just like, no, no, it's not my responsibility to say, oh, excuse me, I'm not interested because I never implied that I was interested from the beginning. And my lack of clear interest should be your sign that I am not interested. And eventually when he finally presented the, like, you know, when the opportunity really came to like show him love, then yeah, cool. We started dating and I was never once difficult again. So I completely disagree with that fucking logic fully. Like, and then he kind of backtracked too and agreed with you that it was creepy in the beginning. I couldn't really understand what that comment was saying. I, I was I was like, uh, you're wrong. And then he said something else and I was like, I don't understand. I'll read the email that the um the other guy had sent yesterday let's see m-e-i-a podcast at gmail.com um and you guys can watch the full episode on youtube yes we put it up on youtube now so you can see when i cry and stuff which is amazing actually though the ending you won't see me cry because the ending was me and ariella how are you gonna do that one okay it's gonna be a graphic of yeah, I should put hit me and him. No, I would never do that, but that would be hilarious. Oh. 
Also, Ariel is not here today, but everybody, she needs to talk more on the podcast Absolutely. because she was like the best person to like listen to what you had to say. Mm-hmm. Um, this person said, please understand the way that you treated him in the beginning can cause someone to resent you and try everything to turn it around and make you feel less than about yourself. Your descriptions of him had a hint of arrogance at times. If you're interested, cool, but it sounded like you were more annoyed than interested until he bought the candles. Yes, I was. And I was supposed to be more annoyed than interested. I was never interested at all until he bought the candles. And it definitely wasn't about that he spent money. It was about that he made that effort, period. At that point, you're leading him on. No, no, I never let him on. I never told him that it was good. He said, be up front instead of him being chasing if he has no chance. I mean, I kind of feel like you should kind of gather that you don't have that much of a chance. Right. They're not really responding. That and much. you never started with a chance. Also, if somebody that you are friendly with in the industry is texting you, hey, hi, how's it going? Like casual stuff. What are you going to do? Be upfront and honest. Hey, I'm not really interested right, in dating you. I sound like you. a fucking idiot. <laughs> I, uh, I actually don't want to go meet up with you because blah, blah, blah. Like that's rude. Yeah. And also she didn't know that I was that's just gonna say, I, what, uh, oh, what, what the situation yeah, was. Yeah, and then I think it was probably around like Thanksgiving and when I was in town for Kiana's thing that it, he made it very clear like I want to- Get at you. Yeah, you know, with the whole like, well, one just found you and then the- um you know, trying to take me out thing or whatever. But there's also the fact I don't fucking know this guy at fucking all. So it, it can't be that I'm interested or not interested. I I have no feeling toward you. I don't know you. And I was absolutely willing to give him a chance that night with Kiana. And he just fucking did way too much and had way too many options. And just, I was a little put off too with the, uh, you know, let me change your flight and you know you can stay here and I'm no just I thought like, that's the part that I was like that's creepy yeah like you know I mean the change the flight thing whatever I think his thing has always been like flossing money to show that like he, I, I have some or something I, I think that's been his game with like other women and not even his game but like well yeah his game um but it was more the effect of like why would you think I'm gonna just like stay by your crib tonight and let you take me to the airport in the morning like what what possesses you to think that that's a a viable option at this juncture? (laughs) Totally. So, and then he said, um, stop making excuses for your feelings and the type of men you like. You like what you like. You are who you are. The day that changes should be from self-growth, not influence and pressure. But it is from self-growth. Like, I don't even like the guys I like because they're shit. It's not because someone else said they're shit. I don't like them because they're shit. Um, if you just stuck being yourself, I don't even think you'd end up in this situation. I don't agree with that either. I was being myself. I feel like that's, if you guys know Marissa, I feel like that's totally Marissa (laughs) being herself. (laughs) Yeah. The whole situation. And, and I love hard and I, and I was saying, I just did, um, psychic Chris, Chris Medina's, um, podcast yesterday and it came out today or earlier this week, it came out today. And, um, I absolutely forgot. I was just about to say about that. But, oh, I was saying too, I hadn't been courted like that in a long time. It was like really fucking nice. So of course I'm going to give this person a chance. And I said he wasn't, he's not ugly. He's not fucking like, I almost just used the worst example. Um, He's not, nope, that's all a bad example. <laughs> he's not, who's someone like traditionally good looking? I can't even fucking picture someone. Traditionally good looking. Who do you think is traditionally good looking? But like universally good looking, ASAP Rocky. He's right, not ASAP. Yeah, he's not ASAP Rocky. 
Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Exactly. I actually don't think he's attractive. I don't personally. Johnny Depp. Okay. Well, that would be a stretch for me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I love (laughs) Pyro. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not. He's not that. But. He's a decent fucking human being and he's really fucking nice. Also, in general, Marissa's the type of person, for the most part, I feel like it can be a little, um, for some people, hard to warm up to. But once you fuck with them, you I'm like really, so really, 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 really <laughs> yeah. fuck with them. Yeah, like all in forever So, and like, ever. she would totally... This was the natural course for Marissa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all of these, this chain of events was very par for the course for me, completely. And, um... It just, it just didn't fucking work out. And I don't know. But um, I also got a lot of messages saying that I'm a really great storyteller and then that's my gift. And that, the silver lining I would say in all of this was that it really reminded me of my purpose and my path and what I'm doing. And then I'm also stressed out because that episode was like my Bodak Yellow. Like it, it just brought so many new listeners and did all this shit. And now this episode is supposed to be like, the one my bartier body like my follow-up and everyone's like more stories and i'm like ah i don't know if i have a story to tell i don't know if did i ever tell i know i told it on it's the reels podcast did i ever tell my story of my dad in the diary i think i did i did my dad in the diary what diary in 11th grade when when um I had a party at the house and then someone stole my shit. And then my mom read my diary and gave it to my dad. And then my dad called a meeting with all the parents. No, you never should. You did? Why haven't I heard this story? We were downstairs. Damn. He apologized, right? He apologized? Yeah, he made something like that. And then he gave like a speech and he made all the parents read aloud from the diary about what their daughter did specifically that week. No, you've never told this story on the podcast. So maybe it is story time because you can't lead with that and then not walk. All right. Well, I'm sorry to the people that have heard this story. I do believe I've told it on this podcast at some point, potentially when I was in New York, maybe. I don't know. No, because I would have heard that. Yeah. And if if you would have told it here, I would have been sitting here. So I should know it. You guys are going to know. I'm sure you're going to hear at some point and be like, no, I've heard that. But you know what? We have a lot of new listeners. Everyone deserves a story. I haven't heard the story. Exactly. You know? Luck hasn't heard the story. So here we go. Can I have my... There we go. It was a beautiful spring day. Just kidding. It wasn't. Um, it was the summer of going into 11th grade. I was coming out of 10th grade and my mom went away for the week and I had the house to myself, which means party time. Um. And so we had lots of parties all week and we did stupid slutty shit and dumb shit. And... Um, who's who are all those people? Who are these people? I mean, that's, oh, I actually. They're, they're two with me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, what? Yes. Um, we, uh, yeah, we had parties all week and all this shit and fucking white people. I'm so, oh my God. My, my friend Danielle, who's not white, was like friends with all these, you know, the fucking stupid white people that do like crazy cocaine and shit like that. She's friends with those kind of people. I mean, black people do cocaine too. I'm just saying she's specifically the white crowd that does cocaine. She seems like those kind of people. And um, so she invites them over to one of the nights of the house. It was a summer, so there's a party every night. And um, 
turns out they end up stealing some shit. They stole like my grandmother's wedding ring and shit that I don't know about because I'm not doing like a check of the house when shit's over with or whatever. So me being a writer my whole life and a storyteller and stuff, I had a diary that I would write every day, like every detail of every happening that I did. Do you still have them? I do still have, well, not this one specifically. You'll find out why, but most of my diaries, yes, I still do own them. And um, so, you know, I'm just enjoying my time. And every night I'm going back and I'm like, yeah, you know, I had sex that, that week. So I'm talking about the sex that I had. And oh. Danielle and Nicole, my high school best friends, like they're doing shit. So we're, you know, I'm writing what they did too. Cause it's just me and my diary. We're just bros. No one's going to read this shit. And my mom was so not invasive in my privacy, like in any sense of the word, like at all. So I used to just leave my diary on my bed. Like I never had to worry about anything. Like I didn't have a curfew. Oh, that's bomb. Yeah, like my mom never gave a fuck what I was doing. Sometimes I wish I had a little more structure, Mm -hmm. but fuck it. It was convenient for the most part. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, you know, I wrote everything down. And so that weekend they arrived back and I was actually in Harlem at the Purple City Bird Gang video shoot. Shout out to Jim Jones. Appropriate. Um, I've told this story when I told it on Instagram. I told you guys you can actually go check the video shoot the video out on YouTube. Um, It is the part where Uncasa is riding down the street on the front of a bike. I want to say it's like the second chorus or something like that. And you have to pause it and you have to zoom. But (laughs) you got to do the pause (laughs) and the zoom, you guys. There is a quick second on the side. If you're if you're looking at the screen, it would be on your left hand side. Um, I'm leaning against a car, pretending to talk to someone, and I have a jean jumper on with a purple tank top. So that is my claim to fame. Um, and if you guys saw uh, the other day when I posted that little newspaper clipping when I was 16 years old, when I was in like the Home and News Tribune or something like that, and it asked me what's my favorite memory, and I said when I was in a Joel Santana music video. That was it. And I don't even think Joelle Santana is on that song. So I don't know why I said that. <laughs> um, and if you also, if you guys also watch it, Karen Civil's in it too. She's in the, um, I believe it's the opening scene. Oh, you guys were young, young. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, was, I was, was in 10th grade, going into 11th grade. And Karen was probably... Four years old, yeah. She must have been like 19 or 20 in that in that time, and yeah, so she's you'll see Karen Civil holding someone's kid. I don't even know whose kid that was. <laughs> so, anyway, I'm having the time of my life. It's me, it's Karen. I want to say Carol was there that day. Me and Carol weren't really friends yet, but we were like starting to get cool through dipset events and shit. That's how we met, and um. I get a call from my mom and she's like, I'm going to fucking kill you, Marissa. Lynn. And I was like, oh, no, what's happening? She read your diary. Well, she was like, <laughs> all this shit is stolen from the fucking house. Oh. And because of that. And so I'm just like, I don't know. I didn't. I was I was asleep all week. I didn't do anything wrong. I don't know what you're saying, mom. Like, I just I don't know. I don't know. Maybe someone broke in. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. And so that prompted her to go look into my diary. Mind you, I know I'm fucked at this point. So even after we hang up the phone, I was standing in the middle. We're on 151st in Amsterdam shooting this music video. And I'm standing in the middle of um, the I think it's called the Battlegrounds, that park right there. And I'm just like crying to myself just in the middle of the hood. And I remember Shice Bub from Dipset looking at me like, the fuck is wrong with this little bitch? (laughs) (laughs) 
I was so upset. And um, so then, you know, Pam sending me threatening text messages throughout. I couldn't even enjoy the rest of the fucking music video. It like continued on. There was like, at this time, I had been like stalking Dipset for probably like from March to then. It, this is August of that year. So from March to August. And I still hadn't met Cameron, which is like, Jewels was my favorite member, but Cameron is like, the leader the, the lead right. singer so like i you know and um so there was a second location after 151st in amsterdam and if i would have gone to that location i would have fucking met cam but i was so distraught that i just like took my ass home because i just couldn't concentrate oh my anywhere. god i would be so scared to go home to I mean, bring like, my ass back to pam i just like had to get it over with it was so shitty and um so what ended up happening was my mom read the whole diary and no. um, so she knew all about not only having sex, the sex scenes, yeah, not I only should. the sex, not only the parties, but I was illegally, by illegally, I mean like from my household, going to New York, Harlem specifically, by myself every weekend mm. with the lunch money that she was giving me that I wasn't using. <laughs> I was just like eating off all my friends all week and then using her lunch money to go to Harlem. And I wasn't allowed to, at, I'm, I'm 15, I had just turned 16 like three weeks prior. I wasn't allowed to be in Harlem by myself at all. So that was also a thing. So she didn't know what to do. My mom's never been the ideal disciplinarian. Oh no. So she calls up Glenn, cause Glenn is, <sighs> good old Glenn. He, he's an interesting one. So she calls him up and Glenn has all types of great ideas apparently. So um, they tell us that we're going to have a meeting and it's going to be my parents, which is also weird because Pam and Glenn hate each other. So them even coming together for this was going to be like a movie. Um, Nicole, her parents and Danielle and Danielle's parents. So I don't know. I think it was like a weeknight that they did this. And I remember Danielle's parents <laughs> arriving first. And her mom was like chain smoking in the living room, Shut just like up. stressed out. <laughs> and, and then um, there she, she, like the first thing they did, they both asked for glasses of water because they are just. Like, this is awkward. I feel like it's more stressful for the parents at this right. point. How the fuck are we going to discipline these it's children? Oh, God you damn. guys have a chance to get your story together? Or no, because like, it was just. You and your friends? It doesn't matter. It's in my diary. Like, there's literally nothing we can do. <laughs> so, so, hold on ourselves. <laughs> And them, I'm surprised that because and Kiana, my other best friend that I mentioned sometimes, she was she had nothing to do with any of that shit. Like Kiana, me, Danielle, and Nicole were like a crew, and then Kiana had been my best friend, but Kiana was never with like any of that shit. So Kiana was like, "Bitch, we would not be friends anymore if this shit was involving me." I'm like, "Well, good thing it happened with Danielle and Nicole, and not you." And so then Nicole and her parents arrive, and and me like. In awkward situation, in any situation, I just laugh at everything. Everything is funny to me. That's how I just, like I said last week, it's just how I deal with shit. And so I'm trying actually so hard not to laugh through this whole thing. <laughs> and I think Glenn might have been the last to arrive or something. I don't remember him being there the whole time. And so he gets there. This fucker has a briefcase. And I'm just like. Wait, who's Glenn? My dad. My dad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, Glenn's okay, the lawyer. Right, Glenn's the lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glenn arrives. You would think in this scenario, because let me tell you. So Glenn arrives with a briefcase. He opens up the briefcase. He has printed out photocopies of my diary. Shut up. Hands them to all of the different parents in oh the room. My oh my! But this is so embarrassing. First of all, nah. also I would be mad 
It's like an invasion of your privacy. Okay, he literally made photos. Oh my God, fuck my dad. My dad is crazy. <laughs> then he pulls out an Excel spreadsheet that he created of all the names that he found that I mentioned in the diary and then their possible association to me and any contact info that he had, which is none because I don't, he doesn't have anyone except Danielle and Nicole. That was the only contact info. I wish but, you had this spreadsheet in possession. But mind you, Karen at this time, so I'm 16, so yeah, Karen is probably, like I said, 19, 20. And my dad couldn't even get like shit together properly. He's like misinterpreting things. So on the sheet, I, I distinctly recall it said Karen Civil. Or it might have just said Karen because I don't I don't think I don't know if I would why would I write Karen's whole name in my diary that doesn't even make sense so it probably just said Karen and um, bought liquor for minors was her was her <laughs> description <laughs> was her <laughs> and she was she never even appeared in my home that week at all Karen I don't think at, in that home that I lived on seventy one Arlington Drive I don't think Karen ever in our lifetime stepped foot into that house Karen Civil you're in trouble for buying minors alcohol <laughs> and she couldn't even buy herself alcohol at the time she's under 21 and she didn't have a license she didn't have a car like there but wait was it true though no she oh. was like so that's why it was the funniest thing i'm like dad what the fuck is this like where did you come up with this deduction so anyway so he's going around the room and he makes like when he's going to each parent he makes them so for example danielle's parents he's like please turn to page nine of the of the the photocopies so they turn Bruh, to page nine a movie and then he was like please read aloud the first paragraph and i'm just looking at my dad like you are a fucking psycho <laughs> I mean, and the first paragraph is like alex sucked danielle's titties in the room <laughs> shut <laughs> up <And her> parents <laughs> are, we, are being forced to read that Damn, honestly, no, your dad was trying honestly, to like if it was my parents, I think that they would have walked out. <laughs> no, they should have. They should have. Okay, so just not my to dad would have just whooped my ass. To interrupt really quickly, <laughs> I had a friend in high school. Her mom would always call my parents, trying to accuse me of some shit, and then my parents were like, "Yo, fuck off." <laughs> they were. Like, she called my mom. And was like, "Joyce is a lesbian with so and so." I saw a picture of them on Facebook kissing. My mom was like. I don't care. <laughs> like, stop calling me. Yeah, like, that's what the fucking fuck? ridiculous. I, I wish that Danielle's parents and Nicole's parents would have exited the premises, but instead they read they aloud sat about through sucking it. Titties. Yeah. Fuck. Let Nicole got lucky. Nicole didn't really do anything. It was really me and Danielle that were like wilding out for the new year that that week, and um. So that was, and mind you, she got like the cigarette in one hand, the mom, and and the water in the <laughs> other. <laughs> I'm inside crying, dying, and I'm laughing so hard. Inside, I'm trying so hard not to. So he's going through it. He's going through it. Then my dad at that time was paying my cell phone. I had a um a, a StarTech, I think Motorola StarTech, one of them cool flip phones or whatever. And so he had confiscated it upon arrival, I do believe, because it's his shit now. And... um. At some point, he I guess he, I think he read aloud my chapter, which was that I had sex with this guy named Alberto from Perth Amboy. And um, it's also awkward, too, because I was like, I think he took the condom off, but I don't know. He says he didn't, but I don't trust him, and this, that, and the third. So, I, you know, he's reading that shit. All in the details. Why, while he's holding my cell phone, does Alberto call Ooh. my phone? <laughs> of course. Glenn answer. Glenn answers the phone. And he says, Alberto, with his fucking voice. 
I'd like to thank you for making love to my daughter. And I was just like, oh my. That was the one moment I did want to melt into the fucking floor. Marissa, you've never told this story before. Yeah, nah, so I run out of the room in like fake protest, honestly. We were in the living room and I my base, my room was in the basement. So I run to my basement and I run to my bed. And my dad comes downstairs like, no. He, my dad's an, an animal. And he like drags me out of the bed by my ankles and then I had my name belt in my drawer and I don't know how he knew it was there, but then he went and like confiscated my name belt too, which I'm still angry about to this day. I don't know if I ever got it back, but my new one's on the way today actually uh, for the B2K concert. <laughs> so um, then he drags me back up this. I don't think he dragged me up every step because that sounds really abusive. I think he only dragged me up like two steps and then I just got up myself and continued on up the steps. And so then we got back into the living room and we're all there. And so Glenn gives a speech and I'll never forget the speech. And he had his hand in the air like a lawyer with their closing statements. And um, he said, not only were you robbed of money and jewelry, but you were robbed of trust, dignity and respect. And I'm just looking at him like I'm going to kill this man then he goes around the room and he's like danielle do you regret it and she was like yes <laughs> and then he's like nicole do you regret it and she's like yes and he was like marissa do you regret it and i laughed and i was like only because we got caught bruh he was i fucking right he fucking lost it when he said that so then i ran away again and he i had ran that coming though like he read all your shit aloud like, right. no, no. so then I, I ran back to my bedroom but on the way i noticed that the diary was sitting on the table and i was like oh perfect i'm going because they only had photocopied that week they didn't photocopy the entire Did diary they read the whole diary or they only photocopied that they only read that they week? only read that week in photo i mean no my mom and dad had read back gotcha. but they parents it was only for that so when i saw the diary i was like oh bitch it's fucking lit so i grabbed the diary i ran downstairs and like i said my room was in the basement and it so it was my bedroom and then the laundry room was next to it so i just went into the laundry room with it i would have burned it but I, a that sounded dangerous like i'll probably burn the whole house down it would be even more mad <laughs> Marissa Lynn, not yeah. only did you burn down the house but you burned down our love and respect for you <laughs> But also, I'm scared of fire. I'm pretty sure oh, yeah. I, I died in, in a fire in a past life. So that was a poor thing to do. So I was just like, water also ruins paper. So you put it in the laundry. Well, I didn't know. I didn't put it. I just tore out all the pages. And then, you know, like the big the big sink in laundry rooms that usually come in laundry rooms, I think. No, maybe it was just that room. No, I feel like all laundry rooms have big sinks. So a, a, a little you know what I'm tab. talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. So I um I tore up all the pages and then I just like lumped them in, into the thing and I was really sad to watch it go because like I like we said earlier I do keep all my diaries and I really enjoy like reading them all back, um but that one had to just you know we had to take one for the team and then I went back upstairs and the parents left. By the way, Nicole got grounded for I think um like five months or something crazy maybe six months Damn. danielle got grounded for i want to say three months and i got grounded for like a week and <laughs> i was All still that. i was still going to harlem every weekend because i was telling my mom that i was going to the mall for to pl apply for jobs and i was so, so that was great but so when i went back upstairs they were also screaming at me for um 
going to New York all the time and I was like, I'm gonna call Typhus. This is this is child abuse, all these things. And um they kept yelling, they're like, Will you go to fucking New York on the weekend? So I'm like, I don't go to New York on the weekend. What the fuck are you talking about? They're like, it's right in your diary. I'm and I, t- I looked at my dad, I was like, Oh yeah? Go get it and prove it. And then he went to go get the diary and it wasn't there anymore. And I think he I think he decked me in the face in that moment. I do. Damn. I do think he there's smack he did something. He hit me for sure. And that's when I said I was gonna call Dyfus. I didn't know how to call Divas. I wasn't going to call Divas. And then um, he left and then I didn't talk to my dad for like two months. And then he kept trying to Damn talk to right. me. Damn right. I want to talk to him. I would be helpless. <laughs> nah, that ass. It just beat me. <laughs> <laughs> just give me an ass whooping. It's cool. You ain't got to like embarrass me like that. And so everyone, that is my story of Glenn Mendez. And just a little background on how insane my father is and potentially... Why I'm slightly crazy. I don't think I'm that crazy. You're not, though. Marissa. I don't think that if your kids were wildin', you would print out the Carfax on everything that they were doing and read it aloud in a meeting. I don't know. I don't know. I do weird things and I'm dramatic. I, I would hope I would never do that because I've been traumatized by that moment. I'm not traumatized. It was actually really funny and it's a great story to tell. But it wasn't the best moment. But I also like I'll never eat broccoli or cauliflower again because I'm traumatized <laughs> by that too. So I would assume, yeah. I probably won't. And I'm never going to make my kids eat broccoli ever. They probably won't even know what it tastes like. Broccoli's fucking disgusting and so is cauliflower. Not the best. We got green beans. No, spinach. I, green beans is fucking great. They don't favorite. really taste like much, but green you know you're doing something healthy. Green beans are so good. I, I think we're to say they're bad. Orleans last week. I, oh. oh yeah, how was your birthday trip? It was fire. I had so much fun. Yeah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> Why? It's New Orleans. Like, it was so even... lit. Like, honestly, like, well, it wasn't as crazy as I expected it to be, but I went with my boyfriend. And it was nice for him to, like, check it out for the first time, and I really enjoyed myself. Yeah. Okay. Wow. You are. You're a great storyteller, Joyce. <laughs> That's your gift. Well, there's more that I would like to say, but I am also just not as candid about, you know. Did you get lots of good sex? Popped up pussy for a real one? <laughs> of course. Okay, well, that's good. <laughs> we good actually didn't have sex like the whole time that we were there, but we did have sex on my birthday. Oh, and we had sex in my friend's kitchen. I really hope she's not listening to this. Oh, that's probably why you don't want to talk about this. I, I there's so many things that me and him did that we just can't talk about. So. <laughs> So I'm super excited to be working with this company called Modern Fertility. It's crazy that we have this opportunity, actually, because earlier this year, I signed up for this free fertility testing in downtown L.A. I don't know if I told you when I did it. Actually, I think I posted it on my Finsta. Fertility testing? Yeah. I don't think you told me about this. There are so many things that Marissa tells everybody else, but she expects me to just see it. But sometimes I don't. I put it on my Finsta, but I ended up not being able to make it. But I wanted to go get the test because I'm 31. I want kids soon, but there's no man in sight, A and B. I've had people shoot up the club sometimes and I've never been pregnant. So I'm just like, you know, are we working? Is it working? Out? I don't know. Um, so this company, uh, Modern Fertility, they're the first ever at-home fertility test for women. And it's amazing because hormone tests, they're not usually covered by insurance and they can end up costing like $1,500 fucking dollars. And Modern Fertility is only $159 and they ship it to your house. And plus you can use your FSA or HSA. So the test will tell you if you have more or less eggs than average, what you can expect from IVF or egg freezing, how your hormone levels relate to PCOS, which one in 10 women have, and about your general hormone health, which is a window into your broader health. Like when I was breaking out really bad, which I'm actually doing now as well, you know, that can help with that too. 
So you go on their site, you take the quiz, you learn they little they learn a little bit about you, you order your kit, they send it, you take the test, you send it back, and then they'll send you results in a few days. And then there's a nurse that you could speak with to a, f- a fertility uh, professional that can help you with all your questions. And all tests are concluded are conducted in a CLIA certified lab. And Modern Fertility's team of physicians and clinical advisors lead some of the nation's top fertility clinics. And this is really important because it's not just me. Like a lot of my girls are my age, 31, 32, 33, and they don't have kids in the near future because they don't have a fucking man. But it's something that we all want in life and career and the lack of fucking good men have gotten in our way. And, you know, this test, it not only gives you a peace of mind, but it could let you know, too, if there is something that you need to do now and something that you need to do. Um, and it's something that um, is dope because if you're super into it, too, you can get your questions answered. They have a weekly webinar, which they call an eggnar, and I think that is adorable. And they have, like, a whole community. You could talk to other women. So for my part, my test is on the way. I, they sent it to me yesterday. Um, I have to wait till the third day of my period to take it. So it's going to be a couple weeks until I can update you guys. And they send the results back in a couple days. Um, so if you want to take this test, you can visit modernfertility.com slash Marissa X. Take their fertility quiz and get $20 off your first test. That's modernfertility.com slash Marissa X, M-A-R-I-S-A-E-X to take the fertility quiz. Oh, I did want to read one last email from um, a fan today that really made me really, really happy. She said, hi, Maddie. If you happen to read this, don't say my name. I just finished your Valentine's Day podcast and Psychic Chris podcast as well. I know you've gotten a lot of messages about this, and I'm so glad for the outpouring of love to you. You deserve it. I hope this doesn't sound selfish, but it was refreshing to hear your story because it reminded me like that things like this happen to everyone, even people who seem like they have it all together. Girl, I do not have it all together. Trust me. Nope. Um, I know you don't see yourself that way. Oh, you said it right there. But for me and many others, I'm sure we really look up to you. Fucking thank you. That's amazing. It was easy to detect the manipulation that guy was doing towards you, but I get when you were in the moment, it's so hard. The way he would be so loving and then disappear and then want to punish you for being upset by ignoring you are things I know all too well being in an abusive relationship. While I haven't quite found the strength to leave yet, listening to your podcast is really helping. Sometimes I cry and I wonder, why is this happening to me? What did I do to deserve this? It's easy to blame our actions and overanalyze everything to try and justify shitty behavior from other people, especially having a big heart, which we both have. I really hope that one day I'll be able to grab drinks with you and share my story, hopefully from happiness on the other side once I'm out of this situation. Just know that even on the bad days, you're making a difference out here to me and I know countless others. I know it's dark to say, but mornings after the abuse when I can barely get myself out of bed to go to work, listening to your podcast keeps me from crying at my desk. So no, no matter what, please keep doing what you're doing and keep being strong because it helps give me so much strength as well. All the best to you and I hope to meet you one day. Yeah, oh. Ooh, I almost fucking shed a tear. That is really um and thank you. And I pray that you get out of that situation and I and I'm so happy that the little I can do, which is help you smile, I'm so happy that I can do that and and I hope too that we can have those drinks one day and not and you'll be out of the abuse and and out of the cycle. And I hope that you know these episodes. Maybe one will inspire you to just leave for good. And I and I don't judge you. And I completely understand that it's not easy. And it's so much easier said than done to just say to walk away. You could all say that shit. <laughs> and that's you know. So, um, thank you a lot. And yeah. Whoa, that was dark. Let's do something happy. Yeah. Um, fuck. Marissa out here changing lives. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I know we didn't get to talk last week about Kristen. Cr- 
Tristan and Chloe, I just want to say that I'm really happy about that. And it sounds stupid to say, but I know that's going to be Chloe's final straw. She'll never go back. I feel like, I don't know. I know from the outside looking in, but I have a feeling Chloe probably loves just as hard as I love. And so I see a lot of myself in her. So I understood when she went back the last time, especially when she had the kid that she's been dying to have for so long. Like this girl has just been dying for love and a family and all these things. So, and like, you know, she was the ugly sister, not the ugly sister, oh. God forbid, I don't want to say that, but just the one that the media p painted as the bigger one and the ugly one and all these things. So I know she probably had to have like some self-conscious issues and self-esteem issues too going on. And so I'm sure that played a part in it with why she was accepting this behavior. So I'm actually really as sucky as it is. I'm really happy that it fucking happened because I don't see her ever going back now. Yeah, good for her. What do you think? I'm just kind of tired and sick and tired of seeing all this Kardashian stuff, to be honest. Right before we walked in here, I saw Kylie thinks Travis Scott is cheating or something. And I'm really? like, why is this my whole news feed? Yeah. Of course he's cheating. He's a rapper. Hi, do you keep up with the shade room and stuff like that? Or do you care um, about Sometimes it? it gets slid into my DM by my sisters. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's but, talk about uh, you. Do you ever consider that, like, you know, as your career grows, you might be the one that ends up on the shade room? I mean, yeah, my mom, she's, I don't think about it at all, but okay. my mom is, uh, she's such a dreamer and she's been with me like along the way and uh, she definitely keeps up with the shade room. So she's <laughs> like, bruh, if, if anybody, you know, ex-boyfriends want to come and like have some shit to pop off with, like, is that going to affect you any kind of way? And I'm like, nah, I really Do you have any nudes floating around have... that they could pop up with? No, I have some like... On my phone, my my boy Eli was telling me that like people people can legit like hack into your shit mad easy now. So I'm but like, damn, that's I gotta only like if you use iCloud. If you get off the cloud, they can't hack shit. See, but like I'm really see now you got me telling on myself. Now I'm really smart when it comes to technology. Okay. And I know I've already deleted it. <laughs> Good. So, so yeah, no, we good, we good. But no, honestly, if anything was to come out, you know, in terms of just like I don't know if I fuck someone over or like. If someone fucked me over and wanted to talk about it, whatever, let's talk about it. You know, big important so. thing which we always talk about here: old deleted, old tweets and dumb shit. Have you done your due diligence and gone back in your tweets and found all the dumb shit you've ever said that could be really detrimental in the future e and deleted it? Yeah, because I don't tweet. So okay, ever. They, so that's easy. Nah, and okay. if I did in the past, it was like, ooh, I just dropped the record. You know what I mean? Okay. If I got something to say, typically it would be like on the gram. So a lot of that shit is already archived. They can't get into my archive, right? If no, they can't get into. Yeah, archive. all right. As long as they don't have like my password. See, that's that shit. You gotta like change it every day. And and you right? should have the um two step authentic authenticity authentication yeah, authentication. <laughs> Why am I like stuttering on that word? Yeah, what, I had like that the finger up. and no, it's like um. They send a code. Yeah, like they try to, to they try to lo log into your Twitter, but it sends a code to your phone. I think I have that for like yeah, Google. I have it, I have it on I everything. You should set it, it up on Twitter, Instagram, because I got hacked on Twitter two. It'll be three years ago this summer, and it was like a kid that like that's his thing, and so like he got a big following online because he hacks all the celebrities mm. and shit. I don't know how I got chosen in this scenario, but he tweet. He was tweet. It was my birthday too, and he was tweeting shit like. French Montana's dick bends like a banana and just <laughs> shit like that. Oh. And he was going in my DMs and like I had DMs with like Amber Rose and Fetty Wap, just like, oh, here's my number, like let's link up, this oh, down a third. But it was my number, thank God. It wasn't theirs. But I had mm. I had kids calling my phone because the way that 
it appeared they couldn't tell who was saying what right. so they thought they were calling Amber Rose or Fetty, Fetty Wap right. so at that it was that day that I learned to put the two step authentic uh-huh. authentication why can't I fucking say that word because you want to say authorization right yes. or authenticity <laughs> and <laughs> you also have to do something else you go you have to physically log on to Twitter from your computer and knock off all apps that had previously logged in because even if you change your password and someone's logged in on like their app on their phone it won't kick them out you got me chopped bro like no can't nobody keep up with all that i want mess. you to be mess. safe this is exactly why i don't want i, I just need, want one gram and that's it i need everyone to be <laughs> safe you should probably get like a fake instagram if you ever feel like you know we're big proponents of the finsta here yeah um you know, I, I got one okay yeah. yeah we gotta have those this Ow. one over here she changes her fucking username like every <laughs> don't blast me week every week I, i'm I like ch- who the fuck I is cha- this person <laughs> yeah, i had to change my i changed my username probably every two days and yeah. my profile picture and, and my her bio. bio like right now she's from like some Why random do you city have a bio <laughs> in like all the above i guess just it looks to more throw realistic. the case yeah but, yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. like <laughs> We can't we can stop exposing me marissa <laughs> i mean it's not like i said what it is but you inspired me so recently i went and found a random girl's photo <laughs> and i put that as the photo for my finsta page because before it was like weird dog pictures with like pieces of bread <laughs> around their head and stuff but then i realized like people are going to realize this is my creep page right. and i do creep shit on it like i mean ex-girlfriends yeah. of guys and stuff like that so i'm like i put a bio too and i just all type of like my shit is blank. I just follow a whole bunch of golden retriever um, <laughs> uh, Very grams. And yeah, I just had to change it to, uh, it was Polly Impossible for like Kim Impossible. Remember? Remember oh, the yeah, uh, Kim cartoon? Impossible. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, but I Didn't they make it. a live action version of that too? Did they? Oh yeah, I saw that somewhere on, online. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I know all about the cartoon though, but yeah. Okay. my last one. But fuck all that shit. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the fucking music. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you dropped. Uh, was it video yesterday or was yeah video? Yeah. But before we go into that, let's do a little background because our, some of our listeners don't know you at all. So you were yeah. telling me before yeah. you, we got on air, you're from Connecticut. Yeah, I'm from the, I'm from the east, the east coast. You know how like my parents moved a whole lot. Okay. Why? You know? Um, army anything? No, just they they were dreamers and they were trying to figure it out, give their kids like a better life and you know, of course I was like the the crazy one out of all the kids. It's like, yeah, I'm leaving uh at 17 and How many kids? three kids. Three. Okay. Yeah, I got an Youngest? older brother. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm the middle child. Ah, uh, ha, ha. You know, Word to J. Cole. Child. Right. Shout Does out J. Cole's Cole. song speak to you? To- <laughs> of course. I actually haven't heard the song, so um <laughs> Yeah, then my baby sister how much Lock, how younger how much younger is she than you she a couple years younger than me like okay years younger than me. um i must say luck is sitting here with her headphones on like she is recording a hit song <laughs> <laughs> so no nah, honestly it's because it's weird for me this left ear i like to just see what's happening in real time i actually completely understand and that. also i don't want to take my head off okay you know, like, oh that's really the okay that makes she sense. always looks fly <laughs> as fuck by the way guys you can't fuck up my body, you know so yeah no so that sounds like the, they okay. kind of like breeded an environment though that was like conducive to if they're dreamers i'm sure they kind of raised their children to also be oh yeah, yeah no no for sure for sure they were all about it like my parents um i was somewhat raised in um Virginia. Also, okay. Like, oh wow. You really school. just lived yeah, on the right. East Coast. Like right. you are, you're from the East Coast. Period. That's where you're yeah, from. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, Virginia from like middle middle school, high school, um, and yeah, I moved to New York like super young. Uh, cause I like 
got a job on uh, 106 Park, on BT's 106 <gasps> Park. Cool. So, like, that's, like, what started my professional career. And my parents was like, damn, once that ended, they were like, bruh, what's going on? And I wasn't telling them what was happening because I knew they would be like, bring your ass home, right? Right. So, I, um, yeah, I didn't tell them. But once they figured out, they, like, sold a crib. They moved like closer. Wow. To, yeah, so that like I would have somewhere to sleep at night. Shout oh out to, God. you know, Mama Luck and, and Norm, you know. But, wow, uh, yeah. that's really fucking amazing. So, yeah, wait, yeah, so no, what they're was. Super supportive. You wanted to be to do music since a kid, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And so you yeah. knew you were smart enough to know that getting in the door at 106, even not to be obviously a performer, but that was going to start building your connections. Yeah, to stuff. well, it just kind of happened. I didn't plan oh. for that at all. So, how like, did that was... go? So I, I had a manager um, that was based in New York, and I was always going back and forth because we're from Connecticut originally, okay. you know. Yeah. So like, where did you get a manager? Um, or what prompted you to get a manager? Bro, it's it's just so much shit. Like I think my parents found him. I forgot. I don't even. So you had I don't been even, making music since a kid, right? Okay. Yeah. So um, he. Oh no, nah, it just came back to me. He seen me performing at Rucker Park. Oh. Okay. Doing a halftime show and was like, "What's up?" And I was like, "Hi, yeah, I, I need a manager," you know. And he took me on and I started performing at a lot of like, you know, local shows like Underground. Hell, like, girl. Uh, all uh, of them showcases and the all that shit. The old school, like uh, Sugar Bar, Ashford and Simpson on oh 72nd and Broadway. Yes, so we put a show on there and he invited the senior writers, uh, Pat Charles, down to the Pat show. Charles. You know PC, right? Oh, Shout out Pat Charles. He brought him down to the, the show. The 106 legend. As fuck. He brought him down and... um. Yeah, he seen me in my band playing. It was just like, they were trying to think of a way to revamp the show because it was literally like, it was right before it went off air. Oh, okay. So this is around yeah, that. Yeah, okay, it was okay. like ending. Oh, so I'm like young. A, yeah, I'm a teenager. I'm okay. like, I'm super young. Um, And yeah, so I got the gig and I was on One Six and Park literally like the next week after that call. So we were like driving back and forth, you oh. know, my parents from like, Virginia to New York and uh yeah. What and did they have you doing? So I was the lead singer of the house band. We played in and out of commercials. Oh cool. Yeah. It was cool. We were up there like a, a few times uh a week. So we got a chance to play like, you know, whatever, uh say Mariah was number three and it was going into commercial, like we would play that shit going out. And then they wow. used to let me play some of my my records that I wrote at like, my little teeny bop songs. They were cute though. They were cute. Wow, that's really cool. <laughs> Did you get to meet any good artists while you during that? Yeah, time? Mariah, okay. um, Nas, uh, 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 Ludacris, um, Tyrese. Luda, that's cool. Uh, a whole bunch of folks, a whole bunch of people. I met yeah. Jada Kiss at 106 in Park. I got his autograph and told him I was his biggest fan, even though I wasn't at all. I don't know why I said that. And I gave him a hug, and I don't like hugs. Um, I got smushed by Little Flip while he was performing Game Over. This this show my age. It was 03. Um, I looked appear, appeared uninterested on camera while Little Wayne performed. I was rolling my eyes and like looking around the room. Wait, why was you rolling your eyes? I don't know. I just didn't care. And they forced me in the front row standing. Uh, this was yeah. like 05 when like the old stage set and stuff. And mm. um, I just was uninterested. I went to 106 Park a lot, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, I met Kanye West there when he premiered the Jesus Walks video. Oh, we don't shit. know. I pr I met Lloyd Banks. He gave me a $100 bill. <laughs> he signed <laughs> it. I met Lloyd Banks again a second time because my friend dragged me out. And then I got to be on camera with him. I met Slum Village. Then I smoked weed with them on the tour bus. Good times. Yeah, Anywho. Right? So um, how long would you say that gig lasted? Like, uh, 
six months. Oh, that's good. That's a good amount of time, though. Yeah. I mean, it's it sucks that it or maybe was, less, like five or six months. So do you think? So the, did the doors close? Is that why the gig ended? Or yeah, was, like oh. they literally shut the show down like that same year. That was what twenty yeah, twelve. 20, yeah, 2013. Like okay, that. and was that when they had, like, they started with the four hosts and it just became Bow right, Wow and Keisha right, Shantae, right, I think it was? Right, okay. Yeah, they, well, they also, uh, Terrence, related uh, parents, too. Okay. Sometimes, yeah. Okay. But, um, yeah. That's, so what are you that thinking was, at this point when it's over? What do you, how you Bro, feeling? exactly. Like, um, that was it. We were like, oh, we out of here. It's over. Yeah. You know, I'm a star. Like, it's, this is it, you know? And at that time, uh... I was just a, a little singing ass little bitch. Like I was just a, a singer, you know, I didn't know anything about, I was a writer too, but like, I didn't understand who I was as, as an artist mm -hmm. at all. You know, no real identity. You just kind of Exactly. So shit. I was like allowing the people that were, you know, uh, on board and whoever was coming on board to kind of like dictate everything. I mean, I was, I was five years old. Like I was not five, but you know Literally, what I mean? Yeah. I, was a I always kid, say so. Joyce is five years old. Like, yeah. <laughs> you feel me? So like, it, it makes sense. I used to give myself a hard time for like how I handle shit back then, but like whatever, I was a baby and I, I needed to go through all of that. It's what interesting. Happened? I'm really what glad that? that you say that about, you know, not really having an identity and just kind of like moving around. Cause I actually saw a tweet today and I'm not saying I agree or disagree, but people were debating why Solange seems to be much more successful and heralded. Is that a fucking word? Heralded, applauded, whatever, applauded. Mm -hmm. um, over Kelly Rowland. And a lot of people were saying that, and like, they were like, you know, it's confusing because Kelly has the fan base, Kelly has the power and all that stuff. But they were just saying like Kelly's, uh, singles and solo stuff was is kind of just like there is no specific sound, yeah. whereas Solange has found her lane and yeah. carved it and just very right. clear on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, she's unapologetically her. Yeah, you know, not saying that Kelly is. I was just saying, not saying that she's not, but she doesn't really have a particular outside of Destiny's Child. Yeah. maybe in the beginning, you know what yeah. I mean. Um, and 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 that's really important for for any artist, any especially artist. if you're trying to have longevity and not that's, just come out and have like one hit here, oh, one yeah. hit there. Like you have to create cultural movements, cultural moments, and have that real cult following. But theirs was really, you know, behind Destiny's Child. So I mean, it, it makes sense and. Solange is that that shit didn't happen overnight either. At like all. she been putting out records for long, years, right? I remember her shit with Bow Wow back in the day and all that when doing Kitty Pop exact, records and shit. Exactly. Yeah. And that didn't stick either because she was that's still figuring authentic. out yeah. who she was. You know? And that's not even just for performing artists, you know, um, personalities. Like pick a lane and mm. stick to that shit. Mm. Fucking anybody, someone that runs a website, don't just be throwing everything on the website. Have right. a specific thing and a goal and a all of that. Like if you're just doing whatever with no real vision, people can see that shit. Well, and it, talking it about politics, you don't know shit about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. what do you think about, you know, some artists, I feel like might run with the fact they're like five minutes of fame just so like they can get money and exposure, mm. but then they get into doing what they really want. That's in like terms one of approach. Like their artistry? Yeah, in, in terms of their art. Like, like who? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I can't think like I mean, I know, I'm trying to think of like Wait, who well, has been able to have like Who's, Who, who's like popped off and been like you would have thought that they would be uh you know one show type of person but they built off the fact that they have a following and then started doing their craft because what we saw earlier today like i think it was blueface said something like the mm. whole idea is to be a meme like mm. that's the whole point is to be a meme i don't yeah. have a problem with being a meme yeah yeah i mean i, I think it really boils down to like uh your perspective mm. on it you know some artists are like nah 
It's all about the art, bro. Like if you if you don't have that mastered and 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 you gotta like attach shit along with it in order for it to work, then you know I ain't fucking with it. But then there's some artists that you know go into it with a a, a light hearted, a, a more of a more of a light heart, you know, and they they have fun with it and it works for them. But again, like you said earlier, you can read through like in terms of who can do that and who can't. The ones that can are the ones that are still around, you know? Absolutely. Um, and the ones that can't are, that's why we have our, our, our Kendricks and our J. Coles, like, you know. I read a, I read a really inspiring um, piece on hiphopandmore.com about J. Cole the other day. It kind of just chronicled his, what the fuck is wrong with me in words today? I have no idea. Chronicled his entire career and it was just really eye-opening into like kind of showing how he lost himself and when, when he was, you know, the, the label was making him chase this fucking hit record that's not him and he made work out. And before that he was, they were really pressing him like, we're not putting out your album until you give us the single. And he was trying and trying and trying and then finally did work out and they let, they let that one rock obviously. And that was his single. But like he said that the reaction to that song from his fan base was like the worst reaction he's ever gotten. And he put out this album that he was hoping like his first album was going to be like his classic and it just wasn't it. And I don't know, I just implore you all to read it up. It's really just about finding yourself as an artist and like being authentic. Yeah, it's yeah. such an important theme. Yeah. Like stop. It's, it's everything. I mean, if you're trying to create like a career and pay your bills off that for the rest of your life, then you need to figure it out. Mm -hmm. If not, you need to figure out another side hustle real quick. As soon as you get up, as soon as you get that, that first hit, like you need to figure out what's your, that, that the exit. next angle. Yeah. <laughs> um, so wait, okay. So you're out of 106 now. You don't know what's next. You're young. How do you end up in LA eventually? Yeah. So, um, I was running around like, you know, with all the other culture kids in New York um, and again, just figuring it out, uh, recording with everybody. I started touring with like an old 90s band, like it's fire just to pay my bills, you know what I'm saying? Um, and that was really cool, though, because that got like a lot of recognition. I started to get a lot of recognition overseas, like did six city tours in Australia. Like we played in Europe, places I never even heard of before, because, you know, I'm from I'm somewhat of a country girl. I'm from Virginia. All I know is like. Virginia. Yeah, right. <laughs> in New York, you know what I'm saying? So we, we're we in Belgrade, like, you know, Serbia, like all types. Yeah. yeah, all types. Hungary, everywhere. Um, So Hungary. I was able to, like, start performing some of, like, the records that uh that I was creating on my own over there. And, excuse me. No and that um started to, like, help me to build up a buzz, like, a little bit overseas. And then I put out a project of my own just, like, by myself. Like, I literally... I had a manager, um, I let him go, I let everybody go, and I was just like, bruh, nah, I'm gonna take matters into my own hands, I'm gonna record my own project, I'm gonna shoot my own videos, uh, I'm gonna release it, I'm gonna market it, so I got like seven hustles, I was touring, you know, I come home from fucking like Brazil, and then go and be a waitress, like, Two hours oh, after I landed. Oh, and then I go to Connecticut and be mentoring kids because my uncle Bush used to hold me down, you know. Um, uh, and I gave vocal lessons, just mad shit, you know, so that mm -hmm. I could, like, fund my project. And I did that, you know. I took a couple steps back to take a few forward, right? And I did that, and it, it did pretty well. It got, like, uh, uh, some good recognition uh, from a lot of, like, you know, powerful people, some gatekeepers and, and shit. And I went out to uh, 
the Revolt Conference. Oh, wow. Revolt uh, Conference. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And... um. I met up with my partner now, uh, a guy named Russell Rideau. Um, he lives out here. And, yeah. But that's not really how I got here. I honestly ended up messing with some fuckboy investors. And like, I was going to say a fuckboy. Like, oh, nah, nah. I know, this, I know the feelings. The <laughs> uh, fuckboy <laughs> investor. A couple of fuckboy investors and, like, a, a really dope producer. And that didn't work out. And a month in, me and Russ hit it off. And we started a company together. And awesome. yeah, we started releasing all this far. <laughs> and so you just released the 40, I can't read this far. 40 and green. 40 and green video yesterday. But Joyce said you went to the video shoot last year. Yeah. So yeah. I was, well, I was going to ask you, you recorded it all back in, not all of it, most of it in September, yeah. right? Uh-huh. It was a while ago. So uh-huh. obviously like you really, really care about putting out a good product. You're not about just ha- putting some shit out for the sake of putting shit out. Like totally. you're so invested and like, you should have seen it, Marissa. Like she had a whole script written now and well, like it was, it, she wrote it herself and like the costumes, like oh, every, it was a whole production. Like, yeah. and you can tell like from that, that you really, really care about what you're doing. Cause a lot of people, you know, they make, make a music video, they text all their friends, they're like, hey, come, it's a party. Like we'll record some shit and then we'll, you know, post-production, we'll edit in and it'll look fly. Yeah. But like you had every detail like down pat. Yeah, no, for sure. We we shot, how long Marcus that day? We like 20 hours. <laughs> My cinematographer, we um shout out to Will, Will Photo. He lives in Jersey also in Jersey oh, hey. City. Oh, yeah. hey. Um, um, we, yeah, we brought him out to LA and we all shot and he was like literally giving everybody hell. Like, are you serious? Like, we can't shoot two videos in one day. You're out of your mind. I'm like, bro, if I'm behind the camera and in front of the camera, you can do it. You good, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. So yeah, we, we, we shot for about 20 hours. I didn't eat all day, like not one thing. I ended up eating like Jack in the Box, two burgers. Not, I don't eat meat. Damn, I want a burger. Two, <laughs> two uh, couple fries, a little fish sandwich or whatever. Um, no, nah, it was crazy. But yeah, I, I, I pay attention to the details. The details matter. They were, they were very, 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 very important. And um, so, yeah, it took some time to edit it because it, it's two videos. It's like a short film music video. It took oh, some time so to edit tired. it. Took a lot of time to edit it um, because Will went back to Jersey. So we're like sending emails back and forth. I'm here in L.A., you know, and I'm also cutting other records with um, my fellow Bob Sar Ness Ness, Vanessa Michaels. Oh, okay. Over here. Hey. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been um, cutting records with her also and just making sure that, like, once these records come out, that I could, like, keep up with the, the consistency. The momentum. The momentum. And keep putting them yeah, out. Okay. yeah. And just making sure that this, like, yeah, I recorded this, but I want to make sure this is how I feel in three or four months from now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, that's like, kind of smart this, to, like, sit on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So how would, you, how would you really, like, describe your sound or your, and your your whole person, your your artistry? How would you describe that? Um, I mean, I don't know. We're Bob Stars, bro. Like, we... Bob Stars. That's fire. That's <laughs> Bob fucking stars. fire. It's just... It's a blend. It's a hybrid. I mean, most millennials... Uh, we're all just a hybrid of everything we're influenced by. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So it's like a blend between rock and roll and like hip hop and rock and roll. But the true essence of it, like it's it's no no you know fake uh, air guitar playing or no. no I mean I ain't like, take no shots, but like mm-hmm. you know it's not uh, uh, we're not faking you know. Um, but it's yeah, it's just hip hop and rock and roll. Like, I, that's the best way for me to describe it. 
you know. I'd love to put like a like one minute of a song at the end of this. Um, yeah. What would you say is the, I mean, we could put this one, but what would you say is like the best one for people that have never heard you? Like which, what song should we put? My favorite song is Green, but you know, a lot of people have been really fucking with 40. Like I've been getting a lot of great feedback by okay. it. So like, you know, I don't know. You guys can decide. I'm really indecisive when it comes to, the music. Like yeah, because I have like I make music for myself. I'm a Gemini and I'm I'm I am the world for everybody, mm -hmm. you know, like whatever. Black, white, orange, red, blue, green. I got something for everybody. That's why I put out two records at the same time. I was going to say you know? the whole idea I, of putting the yeah, two. Like, oh, that's I fire. Couldn't choose. Like a Gemini. Like, I can't, you know. Do you do you think about, you know, this kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier, because now it's just really on my mind. Like, do you think about fame? Is that something that you want or you really just want to chase? I know you're obviously chasing the dream. No one's going to yeah. say, I just want to be famous. But do you really not want it? Because I know some artists say, like, I wish I could be an artist without the fame shit and just affect my fans and make money in my, in my craft. It's crazy because, and I'm like this with a lot of things in my life, um, and it could be a good thing and a bad thing, but I, I honestly don't think about it. Um, it's not anything that I yearn for mm -hmm. um, because we also live in a space now where artists can literally like tour uh, uh, and set themselves up, set their families for life, up for life and not even be Beyonce status. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's fucking amazing it's just, what can happen. These days. Exactly. Especially overseas, bro. Once they get a hold of it, like diehard loyal fans, you tour that shit for the rest of your life. So um, it's really about that for me. It's about the music. I just want to play. I just want to play my music. Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, all, that's all that matters to me. Obviously, like, uh, you know, at most artists are pretty stupid in the beginning, and, and that's typically what they say. Oh, I don't care. I just want to, you know, play my music for the world, and that's it. And then they end up getting fucked up and, you know, uh, can't pay their bills and shit. So, like... um um, I'm 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 definitely hands on with the business side of things as well now. But yeah, I don't care about fame. If it comes, I don't know. Are you, you know, doing the work to be able to I'll, handle that shit. Yeah, too? I think I will. I've been through a lot of crazy shit just like everyone else. Um, especially in this industry, uh, especially as a, a female, and um, yeah, so. It can't get any worse than what's already happened. So, like, what's up? <laughs> what are your thoughts on, like, going to therapy and stuff? I'm really open to it, you know? I just don't have no insurance right now. Girl, I don't either. I pay $100 with <laughs> you the shit. Oh, yeah. no that insurance. That shit is expensive. It's expensive, it but I have smart friends and my homie, yeah. Wahida. I mean, talking and your music is, I'm sure, therapy Exactly. As well. Super therapeutic. And, you know, again, I have... Uh, uh, really dope ass friends that are willing to give like therapy sessions and stuff how'd you for build free. your team so i'm doing that now actually my team um that happened over honestly the the last like year and a half i started like affirming and just really believing that i'm gonna really just boss up and have my own company and you know, take on the folks that really believe in the art and are really uh, willing to jump in the trenches with me. And um, yeah, I came out here and I started working with Russ and he already had like a big platform is like, they're, they're called Stampede uh, Management. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. My boy Marcus over here. Ness, Ness. Yeah, you got a um, full squad in the, yeah, in the building. Yeah, my sister. <laughs> yeah, I met a lot of them out here and then some, you know, just over the course of time. It's 
kind of how we built right just all yeah. randomly found each other just who um, stuck around we got we get, we're on the three minute mark so all i right. want you to first tell us what you got you know what's coming up in the next you know 2019 and then where everybody could find you okay so what's coming up is a lot of content a lot of uh a lot of a lot of raw raw rare hip-hop and rock and roll like niggas i don't so excuse me i don't know if can no, I, we can okay. all that yep um, motherfucking bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's i think the world is finally ready and in a space where they're able to like receive it you know um shout out to folks like x you know god rest his soul i know he has some shit with him but like he definitely opened a door for um the the sound uh like that hybrid of hip-hop and rock and roll and mm -hmm. it's happening i know i'm not the only one but you know i'm gonna be the first to like you know stamp that shit mm -hmm. so i'm excited just for people to hear what we're working on i'm working with the most talented people that i've ever worked with in my life and i had i haven't had this amount of chemistry with um the folks that are around me right now ever so i'm just excited for people to see and, and hear it and i'm going on tour forever we figured it out now fire and where can everybody <laughs> find you at luck music instagram uh spell luck for us yeah, I was about to oh say, yeah I my it's fault weird. so luck my last name is luck it uh but everyone in my family their names are luck too so i changed the c to a v because i'm the fifth one technically so it's l-u-v-k l-u-v-k all caps l-u-v-k but yeah, it's luck music on Instagram, Twitter. What she does? Um, she doesn't use Twitter though, guys. <laughs> yes. Well, I just got a Twitter two days ago because um, <laughs> Vanessa made me. But I've only like tweeted once. I tweeted, "You got me chopped, Ness." <laughs> she made me make a Twitter. But uh, yeah, it's it's the same everywhere. All right, thank you guys. Um, you could hit us up meiapodcast at gmail .com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Marissa Explains. Follow me at Marissa Mendez, but you know that. And listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud.com slash MEIA podcast. And you can check out YouTube.com slash Marissa Mendez for special clips. And we're going to have Patreon. Are, when are we having Patreon? How does what's happening with that? We don't we know. We don't know. <laughs> but we should know. So hopefully on the next episode, I promise we will have the Patreon info where you can watch the full episodes. But until then, clips on YouTube. And we love y'all. Thank y'all. Thank you. Bye.